0: Hey everybody, this is John Miller, and on this second episode of the AC Sports Report, we have the CEO of the Bethel League, Akilah Bethel. This is the AC Sports Report. I'm your host, John Miller. If you're new, I'd like to welcome you and tell you a little bit about me and the show. I'm a parent, photographer, and podcaster. The show will be full of information about prep sports in the DMV. Join me as I meet the folks that keep our kids playing.
1: I played in Luxembourg twice. I've played in Czech Republic, Puerto Rico, and Australia twice. And then I went with a special group of American players to help the Japanese national team get ready for the Olympics. Wow, that's Mm -hmm. impressive. So hold
0: on, so you've played in an international setting where English maybe wasn't the main language?
1: wasn't really a language at all. It was uh, in in Japan, we had a translator. Um, In Luxembourg, there wasn't a lot of people that spoke English. Shek, the same thing. So it was definitely a language barrier as far as, you know, what I could do. Like in Shek, our head coach couldn't speak English. Our assistant coach spoke English. So it was just kind of like, okay, I'll just play.
0: (laughs) So how did you communicate with your teammates?
1: My older teammates could speak English. It was more so the younger girls because English is actually the last language that they learn going through school. So whatever their first language is, then they'll learn like French or German and then English will be the last one that they learn.
0: Oh. All right, so we, we we talked about your pro career. That's cool. But I want to take this back a little bit. I want I want some of the origin story of uh, Akilah Bethel, the superhero basketball player. <laughs> so so who who got you started in basketball?
1: Uh, my mom and my brothers. I think just being around them, my brothers played football and basketball, so I was really always around sports. Um, it just became a habit. I took my ball everywhere, and then when I was six, I was finally able to play on a team uh, in Gardenville. With Coach Tully and Coach Charles, Uh, they was my first team before we went to the Lady Lions down the back river in Essex. But I stayed with them the majority of my AU um, or basketball career at age six. They didn't even really play me a lot. So, you know, my competitive personality and my like, what? I just always had a ball in my hand. I was going to make them play me, you know, because I'm six playing with eight, nine and ten year olds and come to find out yesterday they told me that i didn't play because i was six and i thought i didn't play because i sucked but i did suck it's okay i worked <laughs> i worked at it
0: okay so aau ball had a lot of fun there then mm. you moved on to high school um yes. did you pick that school did that school pick you
1: the school picked me my mom made me go to that school uh <laughs> i was trying to go to a school in baltimore um the coach came to my mom during the aau game and was like you know this will be the best fit for her, and it'll help my, my college career. It'll help me get ready for college academics. Because, you know me, I was like, what? I was that's Bethesda, D.C.? What? No. You know, I was raw coming out of Baltimore. I was Baltimore down. Like, you couldn't tell me nothing. Um, but it definitely helped. It helped refine me and helped me, you know, be equipped for certain situations, different situations that I might not have been equipped for otherwise. So, you know. I'm happy with it, but I definitely at the time did not want to go. I was taking the mark train in the metro an hour and a half to school.
0: So this is Kensing uh, in Kensington, yes. the Academy of Holy Cross, and you still lived in Baltimore and went to school all the way yeah. down there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You were a busy lady.
1: Man, that's why I was never in Baltimore.
0: <laughs> so you're 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 not short, um at, at all. <laughs> From uh professional standards, a woman player, you're about six foot tall. Yeah. Is that would you consider that tall or short in professional women's basketball
1: definitely tall I'm a and especially being a guard I'm a big guard so six foot you know at the wing position that's pretty big so Um. did
0: you get that height in high school or when did you remember turning six foot
1: six foot I'd say probably like the end of college I mean beginning of college okay I was about five nine five ten in high school I kept growing nice so So
0: great college so you leave the uh, Holy Cross Mm -hmm. and head to West Virginia Yes. Spent a couple years there. How'd that go?
1: go? It was, it was good. Um, sophomore year, I told my ACL in December, halfway through the season. Uh, you know, I just think that me and the coaches didn't have a really good understanding at the time, so I just felt like it was my time to depart. And, and went to LSU. LSU, yeah. How's that was That was different. Was that a a bigger school? Yes, it definitely was a bigger school. I know a lot of people (laughs) look like, you know, people don't normally transfer and go to a bigger school. Um, We actually played LSU my sophomore year before I told my ACL. We played them Thanksgiving. I told my ACL in December. Played them in Thanksgiving, and that was one of my best games, honestly, playing against them. So, luckily, I sent my, you know, my transcripts, sent my videos. Like, hey, guys. This is where I want to come because I like the way they played and I like the freedom, the type of freedom that I seen that they had. So I was like, I think this better fits me and my personality.
0: You had a, I think, very successful professional career. Um, you've played in Luxembourg, you helped the Japanese national team get ready for the Olympics. I want to personally thank you for making sure they're not too ready because <laughs> they did play a team that I'm fond of and did not beat them. But yes, I'm sure yes, they got maybe. that far, at least partially because of you. So good for you and them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, after, now that your pro career is doing its thing, you want to give back. It sounds like you want to give back to the kids with some summer camps and some uh, training. training for the kids. Can, can you tell me about that?
1: Uh, I just had a summer camp for boys and girls ages six through 18. I just want to get more involved in the development and the community, really, with the kids. I think this generation is a lot different from when I grew up. Um, and I just want to see our kids make it because we can. We have the capability, but I think the mental and not having that mentorship and those role models and actually seeing people make it is hard because they have nothing to compare it to. They don't know. They're just, you know, used to our stereotype, we have a bad stigma, we have a bad attitude, we have a chip on our shoulder, you know, all of that stuff that comes with growing up in our neighborhoods, which is all true, but, you know, we're great basketball players. We have good hearts. We just haven't refined that mental aspect of it, which is why, again, I appreciated going to Holy Cross because, you know, it helped me out on certain stages. But, yeah, I just want our kids to make it. I just want them to see that there's people – You know, right around them, that's made it. That's still doing it, still playing pro. You know, it's very possible. Sky's the limit for the kids. I just want them to see it.
0: Excellent. So we're coming to the end of the interview here. So I do have two uh, little little questions. One is uh, the state of basketball in Baltimore. Um, Do you see the Baltimore's basketball scene getting going up, going down, staying the same? Where, Where do you see basketball in Baltimore?
1: I think it's from. Back when I was playing, it's gone down some. I think uh, a lot of AAU teams are folding. And I mean, it's sad to see because we, during AAU, we used to be so hype. It was so many different teams. Um, I just think we, as a community, have to focus more on developing the kids. Uh, Not necessarily like, oh, I want them to be good and be Steph Curry right now. You know, because I think the foundation, which is why, of course, I appreciated my Lady Lines. You know, Coach Alexis, Coach Sally, Coach Charles. Because
0: I'm sorry, who was that again?
1: Our Lady Baltimore Lady Lines. You know, state champs three years in a row. Are they still around? Yes, we are still around. Oh, oh, we. Okay. okay. We yes, I am. I am involved. Uh, down at Back River in Essex, Back River Neck Road. Um,
0: nice little shout out.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I think we skipped the importance of creating a foundation. And just like the way fancy thing looks, and um, today's generation, I think the kids get caught up in doing, "Oh, I need to shoot threes behind the back between the legs and all that stuff, but the issue is once they get to college, they look more of fundamentals, they look more can you think the game? Do you understand why you have to go back door because this person is overplaying you? You know those types of aspects because that can hold your career back and that's just you know some of the knowledge that i want to give back
0: which is great that is exactly leads me to the very last part of this interview if you had some advice for either a kid or Mm -hmm. a parent of a kid who is in the you know thinking about going to high school kind of thinking about going into au raising their game what would be the the advice you give them
1: so the advice i would give to the kid would be to always have a ball and understand that the process is long and you can't rush it. You can't skip, you know, steps four, five, and six and just jump to 10. Because once you get to college, like I said, or even high school, and they ask you to do those steps, now you don't know how to do those basic steps, but you know how to throw a behind the back pass, but you don't know how to jump, stop, and pivot, and triple threat. That is a red flag to a lot of coaches. That's a red flag to college coaches. They're like, well, how can you do this fancy stuff and you can't do the basic fundamentals? So nice. always work on your game and understand that there is going to be fun things that you're going to miss out on if basketball, this is really what you want to do. It is a commitment. You have to eat, sleep, and breathe basketball. I miss so many birthdays, so many sleepovers, and I was just like, well, you know what? Basketball is the love of my life. This is what I want to do. And nothing was, you know, getting me off of that path. To parents, uh, advice I would give is let the coaches coach. let you know your kid be the kid in that environment. Don't jump in, don't try to save them. Let them get better. Let the coaches do what they're supposed to do and if you do do not think that they're a good fit, you know then you can move. but understand that certain certain coaches, especially those that have been there and played college they they know what they're talking about and don't get upset that your kid isn't you know the greatest right now. Again, the parents have to trust the process too. And also, you know, be real about everyone's potential. Like growing up, even though I was good, my coaches never told me I was good. My mom never, my mom was the worst, my worst critic. She never told me I was good. So I think don't, parents don't just pump your kids' heads up because they're your kids, you know. There's always something we can get better at. There's always pros, you know, we're we're professionals. We come home and we work out every single day. Do you think we have to? Probably, you know, most would say, you know, you're a professional. Why do you have to warm up? Why do you have to do that? Because there's always something that we can add to our game. So I think just letting your kids understand that, always support them, but understand like, okay, you had a great game, but let's work on this left hand. Let's do this, always encourage them to get better. This generation is like, oh, I'm good now. I'm 10, I'm good now. I'm 13, I'm good now. No, because there's a lot of kids around the country that are pushing to be the best version of themselves. And while you're still playing at a status of 13, by the time you're 16, they've surpassed you. So just understand that both the parent and the kid have to trust the process and always understand there's something that you can get better at. Well said. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I know the camp just ended, um, but mm-hmm. I bet there's plenty more things going on with Aquila Bethel. So how can people get a hold of you? How can they learn about your camp? And are there any social handles you want to share with us?
1: Uh, yes, you can follow me at Bethel League on IG. Uh, I do do youth training, Bethel Youth Training. That is also a tag on the Bethel League page. Or if you just DM the Bethel League page, um, BethelLeague.com online also. So i have getting into, like, again, training kids because I want to see a lot of our youth make it because we can, you know, a lot of people be like, oh, you from Baltimore? I'm like, yes. Hometown, homebred, you know, I'm hype about it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's a lot. That's just a few things. I'll probably start running some clinics as well, but all of that will be on the Bethel League page.
0: Excellent. Akilah, thank you so much for coming by.
1: Thank you, John. Thank you so much for having me.